You're listening to PR Hangover, a podcast brought to you by Grand Valley State University's chapter of PRSSA. I'm your host, Olivia Dolly, and I want to thank you for choosing this podcast to hear your PR Hangover. This week, I spoke with real estate investor and advisor, John Rawson. John speaks upon his experience in commercial real estate, where he specializes in multifamily and senior housing acquisitions. This week, we do an in-depth investigation of what it takes to become successful in real estate investing and how the importance of brand image can go a long way. John offers us his advice on what has worked for him in terms of building his brand image and what might help you. Make sure to stick to the end as John offers us some advice and tricks and tips for young students who might be looking into investing in real estate property right now. With graduating from Saginaw Valley State University with an undergraduate degree in biology, John talks about his experiences and how it led him to his career and how he ended up in Knoxville, Tennessee. He also speaks upon his experiences and how he ended up in the world of real estate investing. So without further ado, I'd love to welcome John Rawson. John, thank you so much for being with us here today and taking the time to inform us about learning about your company and your career as a real estate investor. Olivia, thank you for having me. I look forward to diving deep into it today. Perfect. So um, would you mind just giving some of the students a little bit of a background about who you are, maybe your education? Of course. So grew up in Grand Blanc, Michigan, um, went to Saginaw Valley um, on a sports scholarship, ended up graduating with a bachelor's in biology, um, moved to Knoxville, Tennessee about four years ago, figured, you know, change is good, switch things up. And I currently work as a real estate, commercial real estate broker for a company called SBN Wood Properties here in Knoxville. Wow. So um, you said biology, right? Yes. So what led you to um, your title right now, I guess? Kind of a series of events. So in undergrad, I decided, or I, originally when I went to college, I wanted to be a doctor. Um, I thought it was a very prestigious career. I like helping people. But the more I got into the healthcare world, working at hospital shadowing and, you know, being coming close with uh, quite a few physicians, each one kind of said if they could go back and redo, um, you know, their lives, they most likely wouldn't become a physician. And so their end, of course, I followed up with what would you do? So they said either start a business or get into real estate. So roughly my junior year, I decided I was no longer going to go to medical school. And, you know, for my parents' sake and whatnot, I decided to graduate, um, get the degree. And so after graduating, I realized, holy crap, there, what, what do you do with a biology degree? There's not, you know, there are jobs, but there are not really high paying jobs starting out with a biology degree. Um, so luckily through friends, I was able to get a job at a corporate Verizon store because everybody was like, John, you need to learn sales. And I had always been working in hospitals. So I thought it was a good kind of segue. So I worked at a corporate Verizon store for about a year and a half and it's commission and salary. And so this job really made me realize that, you know, I had to really accelerate my learning and continue to do the right thing because it was very hard going to work, knowing that I wasn't going to do this forever. Um, and so that kind of transitioned, I helped a guy that owned a large marketing company um, that did all the marketing for like Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, okay. Ram. Yeah. And so he offered me a position from there, which was really, really cool. So uh, during that job, there were a lot of people at Verizon that kind of 
wouldn't do the right thing. But every day my mantra was like, look, I know I'm going to do better and better, keep doing the right thing, show up with a good attitude. Mm-hmm. And it was a stair step to a really good job. So I traveled kind of the country with a team of people, cars, and was responsible for all of that. Um, and meanwhile, I was doing this, I was learning real estate. And so I'm very fortunate. My older brother um, had a few connections uh, with some bigger uh, syndicators or apartment investors. And so one day, one of them reached out to my brother and said, hey, I'm looking for someone that you know is very adaptable, good with marketing, you know, well-spoken, can sell, you know, just a trustworthy person. So my brother realized through these two jobs that I kind of had demonstrated by doing the right thing, all that. So he made the introduction. And so for the last four years, I worked for a large commercial investment firm as investor relations. We, um, when I started, the company had done about 250 million in total acquisitions. And when I left in January, we had done about 600 million total. So, Wow. So um, what exactly, as easily as you can sum this up, what would you say investor relations is? So kind of quickly, so we would syndicate. So if you buy a $10 million apartment, you need a down payment of 20, 30%. So we would um, raise that from investors. So I would essentially be the front facing person to raise that capital. Okay, that's really interesting. Yeah, so it sounds like this is just like a series of events that led you from all of your networking and all of your experiences to um, where you are now. So it's cool, it's really cool. Um, so I guess talking with um, the pandemic and how it's affected the housing market, how would you believe that um, the real estate market is performing from this periodic recession? So it's kind of unique. So I had a lot of friends when we were going into the pandemic, March 2020, that said, look, we're going to go into a big crash. Everything's going to sink people. You know, the world's going to shut down. And in fact, it actually did the opposite. Um, and so what we saw over the last two, three years really isn't typical, you know, rent growth, you know, double digits, um, property values increasing, and then cap rates decreasing so drastically in many markets. Um, it's not typical. And so I definitely think that um, it was a reverse effect of what many thought. And I think going forward, I think we're going to see a cool off um, okay. on the returns that we already are. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of what, um, like in my economic classes, that's kind of what they're saying too, because a lot of people were talking about, oh, how like it's just going to crash and there aren't going to be any houses or properties available. But um, yeah, I was just interested to see kind of like your insight on everything. Um, <clears throat> so since a majority of our listeners are college age students, um, what would you, what kind of advice would you give to someone who's looking to maybe buy a house right now? So I think there are two suggestions. I think it's a really good question. Um, number one would be look into house hacking. So the first house I bought was actually a duplex. I lived in one side and the tenant and the other side actually paid for the mortgage. Um, and it was, you know, a great way to reduce your tax or your income or your expenses. And so you can maximize your income um, other ways. And so I think that's huge. So anything one, two or two, three, four units, you can typically get a, a conventional loan or for a lot of people an FHA loan and put as little as 3.5 or 5% down um, and essentially live for free. So I recommend that. And then the second thing is you know, the market, housing markets really has been hot. It's still hot, but I think it's cooling off. And so the second one would be to look into owner financing. So essentially you can go to someone that's selling a house or someone you know and offer them and say, hey, look, 
will you carry the, the note? And so essentially it's they're secured the first position to the lien. So like if you were to default that you don't actually own the house, they do and you lose your money. But you like, let's say you're buying a $300,000 house. You could say, hey, I'm going to give you X amount down and pay you, you know, a thousand dollars a month for five years. And at the end of the five years, hopefully, you know, you're in a better enough position where you can either buy them out, refinance or, you know, sell the house for a profit. So those two are really, I think, super uh, valuable strategies. Okay. Yeah. What kind of um, advice would you give to someone who's like looking for property within those kind of budgets? So kind of when you're looking for like a house hack, I would look at stuff like deferred maintenance, the age of the house. So a lot of things like plumbing, roofs, HVACs that can sink. So like being a younger person, you don't have a big budget to go replace. Like, cause typically if you buy something older, you know, the plumbing could be bad, the electrical, the roofs, um, it could be a little outdated. So you just have to be really aware of these things up front and make sure you budget for them. Okay. Yeah. And then um, what are some things that you would say to look for when you're buying a house that a lot of individuals don't necessarily consider? So you want to look, in my opinion, and how I've done it is buy the ugliest house in the best neighborhood. So single family homes, what I really don't do, but it's or how they value them is based on comparables. And so your house is going to be brought up in value based on your neighbor's house. And so automatically you're a leg up. And then if you can add value, you know, renovate your house, you'll automatically do better. Um, and so you want to buy a house that is in a really, really good neighborhood. And it might be kind of per se the ugliest house. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, that's good advice. Thank you. Um, so do you believe that advertising, marketing, or public relations is important for real estate? I think that's probably one of the number one things that people kind of do not do enough of, and they don't see the importance of, you know, really your brand image. And so there's a lot of missed money. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, everything you do is people are watching, people are looking at it. And so, for example, like a specific example, like on a lot of our listings, uh, we always go above and beyond and get the highest quality photos images, the briefs, you know, because other people are looking at that and they're like, holy crap, SVN Wood goes above and beyond, does a really good job. And so there are other firms that don't necessarily do that and it doesn't look as good. And so I think some of the big, the best business comes from referrals. And if you have, treat someone well, give them a really good experience and their image of you um, is super positive, you're going to grow naturally and you can have a smaller budget on ads. So I think that's, you know, it, there's, it's overlooked and I think it's super important. Exactly. Yeah. I was actually just um, speaking with someone and they said that, you know, LinkedIn, it's like the new way to obviously like with COVID and everything, you're not able to hand out your business cards as much. And so it's like, that is your way of introducing yourself almost. So yeah. Um, what would you say is a good um, way that you're able to build trust or make those relationships with your clients? So I've always looked, so in my previous job working for four years, um, this individual had raised, you know, over a hundred million dollars from people. And just by watching and observing, he never actually sold or never really asked for money or asked for a sale. He would build the rapport. He would, you know, Hey, Olivia, how are you? you know, how was your weekend? Tell me about this. Tell me about your certification or whatever it is. Um, you know, build that bond. 
and maybe at the very end, hey, we're doing this project or, hey, I got this, you know, it's people first and building that, you know, bond is super important because I see all the time, I'll get calls on the properties that we own and people will say, hey, John, know you own this property. Do you want to sell it? And it's like, well, you know, first of all, I don't know you. I don't know who you are, like anything like that. You have to build the rapport first. And so I think that's a really key aspect. Okay. Yeah. So like actually getting to know someone and kind of that sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, so what would you say would be one of a good way to professionally develop and brand yourself in the world of real estate? So there are, so each world, like in real estate, it's a very small world, right? And so once you get into it, you'll realize that everybody essentially knows everybody. And if you do the wrong thing, it travels very, very quickly. And so, you know, number one is always do the right thing and being honest and treat people right. But number two is kind of build a brand and an image and kind of define what you want to portray of who you are and what you do. Um, I think that that's huge. And so, you know, from your LinkedIn to your social media is don't have you know, partying pictures, like have, you know, appropriate stuff because people are going to see exactly. that. Exactly. In today's world, people look up that stuff and it's important and, you know, you got to be ultra careful. So it's, you know, number one, doing the right thing. And number two, being very careful of the image you portray and then what, make sure you have a clear understanding of what you want to be known for and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like those are, good reminders for people because you know a lot of young college students they they may forget that and then there goes their whole future so um what are some tips that you would have for people who when you're pitching for um your sales so back to kind of the rapport thing it's just you know when i worked my previous job i raised over 21 million dollars from investors most of it was you know hundred thousand dollars at a time from investors and so you know, that's a lot of money, you know, 50 bucks is a lot of money. And so that money, you have to be able to have that person know, like, and trust you, but you have to, you know, one, build the rapport and then never really sell or ask. You have to make them want whatever you're selling or doing. You know, I could give you a hamburger, but if you're not hungry, you're not going to eat it. I have to make you hungry. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, do you guys ever have any events? Um, I know like with COVID and everything that, that really wasn't a thing, but um, do you have like a certain way you advertise for them? So a lot of it is by referrals, our website. Um, and what we want to start doing is expanding into different markets in Tennessee and do meetups and just provide value. So I think there's huge value in, you know, every week picking a topic. So there's a good friend of ours. Um, they're doing one tomorrow and it's on essentially like a 1031 alternative. Um, and every week they teach and you bring investors, you bring in people that are like-minded um, and it's, there's so much value in networking actually. In fact, after this, I'm going to a lunch that's all real estate people. And, you know, I think being around people that are doing what you're doing is super important. People underestimate that. People think you can get so much done behind a computer, but really getting out there and meeting people is, you know, invaluable. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. And then, um, I understand that, you know, you went to Saginaw and then um, now you're in Tennessee, I guess. How did you end up in Tennessee? So I have an older brother that moved here. Um, I visited a couple of times, fell in love. So Michigan's great, beautiful. I lived there for 26 years of my life. And then I realized one day, hey, I want to kind of change the scenery. And moving was probably one of the best things I did. So Tennessee's super cool, lots to do. 
um, people are really nice, but getting out of your comfort zone, I, mean, I highly recommend it. If you kind of feel stuck or what are you gonna do next? I would highly recommend finding a city that you like and just do it. I knew nobody and now I've created such a good circle there and you know, I would do it over again in a heartbeat. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, even just like for someone who's going to school or something, it's like, if you don't put yourself out there, you know, opportunity isn't just going to come about. You have to seek it. So I totally stand by that for sure. Yeah. And then, um, so I guess as honest as you can be, do you think that investing in PR is worth it? Um, when it comes to real estate investing? I 100%. So if you look, everything we do, you know, you could relate it to anything. If you're going to go out to eat or if you're going to go out, you know, get your car washed or if you're going to go to a store, you're going to kind of look at that image and, you know, the public image that that place has. And so the better the image you can build, the better you'll be in business and that you're always selling yourself. And so, you know, we're really investing in our social medias, our Google page, because Google reviews, I think, are super underrated. People don't understand that. Um, and then in yourself. So, you know, I try to read almost every day. I try to hit the gym to stay mentally sharp and, you know, fit. And so I think there's, you know, many different aspects, but I think if you practice or improve a little bit each day, it, it does wonders. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. I think that like you have like um, a little routine and everything that you do, but it all comes together in the end. So, yeah. And then um, do you have any tips for someone who may be looking to get into the publications in real estate? So I think some of the biggest tips I could give would be, you know, just do it and have the confidence. So when I was younger in college, you kind of have every reason why not to do it instead of every reason why to do it. And so you have to focus on the whys and just take the risk, do it. You know, we're young. Um, if you mess up, you know, or if you realize it's not for you, we're still young. It's not the end of the world. And I think if I could go back and tell myself, I think I would have went much quicker in real estate, you know, without the fear. Cause you know, it's kind of scary. You see all these successful people, but the more successful I've become, the more I realize that these people aren't different than us. They just took action. They were, you know, they weren't fearful and they just did it. So. Exactly. Yeah. You just, so um, just one last thing. Is there one thing that you wish you would have known while you're in school that you know now? Yeah. So I, one thing that I wish I would have known is, you know, that you can do it. You can be successful no matter what you want to do. It's formulating the plan. So, you know, a couple of my goals are essentially retire by the time I'm 40. So hopefully I'll have kids and a wife by then and I can, you know, kind of raise them. But looking back, I had no plan and where I wanted to be. And so, you know, how I've designed my next two, 10 years of my life is by building that plan and realizing, hey, this is what I have to do every day and that's how I'm going to get there. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And even um, like along the road, there's a possibility that, you know, the, a plan could change or something, but just um, formulating that and knowing what direction you want to go is really important. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, it was really great having you on and getting your insight and diving deeper into the world of real estate investing. Thank you, Olivia. Thank you for having me. Formulating a plan. People in PR typically enjoy making lists and making plans and planning everything out because that's just usually how our brains work. And so 
knowing kind of what general vicinity we want to take our career in is very important. But also, if you don't know, that's okay too. As long as you're actively seeking what you enjoy doing, you will have a better understanding of what you're good at and what you maybe want to pursue. And maybe you'll get into something and you'll realize that it's not for you. But taking those risks now while we're younger is the best time to do it. I also thought that it was a really great kind of reminder to remember to keep things professional even on social media even if you have like private accounts or something like that just because you never know who's watching nothing is private on the internet and that was overall just a really great reminder I had a wonderful time speaking with John and learning about the world of commercial real estate investing and his company and what he specializes in and I feel like the listeners will also be able to get a better understanding of what commercial real estate investing is and how maybe if you're interested in getting involved maybe this kind of gave you some more insight on it and so I will leave any contact information in the show notes below for John he has been very informative and very eager to help students and so I will leave all that information in the show notes below until then I will see you all next time on PR Hangover